Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of RidgeCast. This week we have a very special guest, Mr. Sullivan, or Soli, as most people call him. He's our amazing theater teacher who's been here for five years. So, what made you want to teach at HRHS or teach in general? Uh, well, funny story on the teach in general. I actually started college as a mechanical engineering major with an ROTC scholarship. So I was going to go into the military as a mechanical engineer, but uh, stuff happened, plans changed, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to become a famous actor. That's what I'm going to do with my life. But uh, then I was like, well, but I got to have a backup plan because I don't want to live under a bridge uh, because, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, then you got to you know, have something to, to fall back on. It's like, I'll do theater education as my degree so that, that way I can fall back on teaching if you know my famous actor plans don't pan out so i got really lucky and the first summer of my theater ed program i got uh, involved with children's theater of charlotte and worked with them and then i worked with them through that school that next school year worked with them the next summer worked with them the school year after that and then they hired me on as a teacher and the truth of the matter is that in doing it i just kind of fell in love i had so much fun working with kids, working with students, teaching theater, that my plan just completely changed. And I was like, no, I actually think my backup plan to the changed plan is actually what I wanna do with my life. I just can't imagine not instructing, not teaching theater. It became like seeing that little light bulb go off and having my, you know, these kids that had not done acting before, barely done it and be like, get it. And then suddenly like turning to these characters on the stage, it just really gelled with me. I like it even better than working with like adult actors who quote already get it. Uh, so, um, and then Hickory Ridge, I, honestly, I just happened to luck out. I took a year off from teaching uh, public school and did, uh, I did a, a fine arts preschool as well as a bunch of other directing and stuff in the Charlotte area. I was like, I kind of want to get back into public school, actually. I miss it. And I got super lucky that Hickory Ridge was looking for a theater teacher at the time. Miss Elliker was transitioning into the English department. And I, it was just a perfect fit. So I just got super lucky. Okay. I actually am really excited to know the answer to this question. But okay. what is your favorite show you've seen and your favorite show you've directed? Oh, that's tough. Why would you do this to me? Um, oh, my favorite show that I've seen. God, there's so many different elements that make different shows amazing. Um, golly gee willikers. Um, I would... <laughs> I could probably watch Avenue Q a million times. So I'm gonna go with Avenue Q. It's just, it's catchy, it's funny, it's on the edge of inappropriateness, uh, it's puppets. I have a thing for puppets. Um, and it's just fun, it, like the creators are just geniuses in my mind. They're like, you know what? What if you had Sesame Street for adults? That's really the concept of the show because they do deal with adult problems with puppets. Uh, so it's it's just fantastic. So I would have to say probably Avenue Q. 
And then as far as directed, it's not any one show, but it is one story. Um, I come back to Wiley and the Hairy Man like every four or five years. Like <laughs> something about that story, I just, I love it so much. It's this theater for youth piece. It's this coming of age story. Wiley like doesn't do the things that his mammy says or what you need to do to like overcome your problems. He solves his problems his own way. It's got this chorus ensemble that creates this, the, the setting. They do magic there. It's just a, such a, every time I think about the piece, I think about new and different ways that you could do the, the show. Uh, I've directed it four times now. Um, so, and every time has been different. And I already have in my noggin, like if I were to ever do the show again, I wouldn't do it at Hickory Ridge again. But if I were to ever like get hired to do it again somewhere, I already have things that I would do differently just to try to play with it. I will say I do see why there's many different ways to do that show. <laughs> like I got hired to do it in Ballantine maybe two years before we did it here. And I had three Harry Man, Harry Man characters. So I had three kids playing the Harry Man. And it was really cool because that meant, because it was also a different kind of space. It was like a black box theater. So the hairy man could enter from one side and then like kind of disappear and then enter from the other side and then like disappear and then enter from, and the hairy man's voice could come from different directions. And it was such a cool idea. So yeah, it, it's, I'm always thinking about different ways that I could do that show because it's just so much fun. How have students personally affected your life? Oh, dude, I openly cried like a baby the first time a kid said, thank you, Sully. If it wasn't for your class, I probably would have dropped out of school. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, you know, it's especially in the theater because I get to keep kids for, you know, four years. I don't see them for just you know, whatever that level is. I get to see them as little baby freshmen coming in and all the way to their senior year. I get to see them grow. I get to see them like, you know, mature and I get to see their skills develop. Uh, I get to see them from, you know, tiny little babies learning about stage directions to finally in their senior year tackling lead roles in musicals and competition pieces. Um, it just, it's like a secondary family. That's really like there's there's no better way to to put it than just like they've personally affected my life and it, my my theater department my theater program is it's another subset of family for me. So, what is your favorite thing about teaching at HRHS or teaching in general? Uh, well, at Hickory Ridge, it's it's uh it's a combo of a lot of things first of all my kids my students are amazing um the talent levels that i get the the different varying degrees of involvement like my techies versus my you know my musical people and my my performers i just got such a range here uh also oh my gosh do i love my performing arts department like mr white is just he's a stitch 
He's amazing. I think he's probably one of the best band teachers in North Carolina. Like, and he's just so much fun to work with. Uh, whenever he's up for doing musicals, I just, I'm so happy because I know one, they're going to do an amazing job. And two, I get to work with them. Uh, and I felt the same way about Miss Chetaway. I love Miss Chetaway. Mr. Whitener, like straight up. He's new this year. Uh, he's only been at Hickory Ridge, I think now three months, four months, something like that. Um, but I'm just blown away by his talent and his ability. And he's so much fun to work with. He's got a sense of humor that just completely gels with mine. And straight up, if I, you know, accidentally got into a car wreck on the way to school, he could take over my job in a heartbeat. He is so wickedly talented and experienced. So that's the other thing is not just the kids that I get to work with, but the teachers that I get to work with. I love doing musical because I get to like build these relationships with the other teachers and really see them just flaunt, flaunt their abilities. Uh, so what's your favorite, or sorry, what's your dream theater role and your dream show to direct? <laughs> uh, oh, my dream theater role. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, can I break it down into two? Can I do a musical and a non-musical? Sure. Cool. Okay. In that case, I would say my dream musical role would be Don Quixote slash Cervantes from Man of La Mancha. Uh, I have always wanted to play that role. I think it's just, just amazing, just fantastic. And then uh, in a non-musical, I one of my favorite characters ever is Kent from King Lear. I would love to get to play Kent. Uh, once I get older, maybe King Lear. I'm just not in that age bracket yet. But as of right now, Kent would be. Oh, but I love King Lear. It's my favorite Shakespearean play of all time. Um, so yeah, that, and then what was the other part of the question? To direct, right? What show to direct? Um, yes. Ooh, uh, if I could direct anything. Like imagine you have all of the money all and the money. all the space to, to do whatever you want. Um, I'm torn again. Uh, so, you know, actually, I, I think it's been on my, it's been in my noggin for a while. Uh, the problem is that I just, I don't know that it's appropriate enough for me to do a Hickory Ridge, but someday I would do one to tackle it. I really like Carrie the musical. Like, it's so dark and so intense, and it's got some amazing music and the characterization you got to go through. Like, directing Carrie and her mom as characters. Oh my gosh, I would love that. It's such a powerful show. So for the next question, um, I probably know the answer, me personally, because I've had you for four years. Um, <laughs> for the people listening, um, what's been the hardest part about teaching during COVID-19? Oh, oh. <laughs> I, uh, you might remember last semester, I actually had a day when I like, legit teared up because nobody was turning on cameras and there was like very little microphone back and forth 
So I had hit a point where I realized that for maybe three to four days, I had been talking without getting any human interaction back, it felt like. And oh boy, howdy, that hit me harder than I thought it would. Um, like, I don't know. It, it's one thing when I'm recording a lesson, when we were doing asynchronous stuff last last year, that didn't hit me as hard because I knew there wasn't any back and forth. I knew that I was recording and sending it out into the ether. Uh, but being in a meeting where there was no organic back and forth, and that's such a thing about theater and teaching as well, but it, just like my art form is about human interactions, about the relationships that we form as performers and audience and like, you know, creating those moments on stage so that the audience gets to appreciate them. And so not getting those connections was so rough. So thankfully, like, you know, once I, once I was like, guys, I, I seriously, I don't know how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to keep doing this if we don't get some my students definitely like stepped it up. So, but yeah, I'd say that's the hardest part is just getting those organic relationships that I kind of guess took for granted is that that back and forth that, uh, yeah, and that's, that's, I'd say what I miss the most. I understand that. And I was going to add on being from a performer, like perspective, when you said it's like when you're performing and the audience doesn't react with you, that's hard. So I kind of liked how you made that relation. So for anyone that's ever performed and not had an audience reaction, they get an understanding of what that's like for teachers right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, imagine, you know, playing, playing a sport and there's no audience. You make like an amazing, you know, you spike that volleyball, it's awesome, and there's zero sound. You're like, okay, I, I guess I did a good job, cool, go me. You, you shoot a hoop, you know, you score a three-pointer, you score that touchdown, and it, there was nothing, there was no reaction, nobody went, yay! That would be what it felt like, definitely. Yeah, my mom's a teacher, and like, she will complain, she'll come home and complain all the time, because like, nobody talked to her. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Well, definitely from an actor's point of view too, like we did shows through Zoom and and that was definitely hard because you can't really like physically act. So it's more facial acting and like voice acting and like getting your emotion through that way rather than, you know, physically touching or moving with each other, you know, so. Yeah, and then even like in the acting, as you guys are talking about, like the rehearsal was so difficult because you'd have your screen open to the script which meant that you weren't looking at each other's faces, which even when you're learning the lines and working blocking on the stage, you've got the script in your hand. So you look up sometimes and you're, you're getting that feedback from each other. So yeah, it's it, that, that organic relationship, the response, the, you know, that has been the thing that has been the most difficult. Okay, so we know that you're not only a director, but you also are an actor. So what's your favorite role that you've had and your favorite show that you've been in? Um, I would say that probably my favorite is, it was probably the most formative uh, role that I ever had is um, it kind of set the stage, I think, for everything else that I have done. Um, I was one of the three performers. The character's name is Adam, but it, it really doesn't matter because you end up 
putting your own name in the role. Uh, one of the three performers in the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged in college, uh, and it's three actors, and they do their best to try to do all of Shakespeare's plays in one night. Uh, so just super condensed, shortened versions. It's a comedy, obviously, uh, and it's, God, it's so funny. And so they play all these different roles, and my director, you know, cast us, and it was uh, this this lady was one of them this other dude who was just this bean pole shorter dude and then me this massive giant hairy dude and i played all of the female roles uh, <laughs> so i got that's to be awesome gertrude. i got to be gertrude i got to be ophelia i got to be juliet i got to be troy <laughs> or cressida i got like I played all the female roles. And I would pay big money to have seen that. <laughs> I kid you not. Yeah, for real. I want to go see that. You need to do it again and we can come watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would love to reprise the role. I'd love to direct that show someday. Uh, the only problem is that there's some, there are some places that are not great high school appropriate moments in the show. Um, but yeah, I just feel like that one's probably my favorite. And it, it like I said, it, it, kind of set the stage as you guys know i've you know done drag and uh performed on stage for fundraisers here uh, i've been in multiple shows where i've had to play multiple characters i'm a comedic actor at my core i love doing dramatic stuff when i can i've been in cat on a hot tin roof and you know some other but uh, comedy is really central to i guess who i am as a person and also i i feel like i do a good job of that on stage Hello, Mr. Soli. It's Tia. Do you remember me? Uh, yes, yes. Um, but it's been a bit. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, how has the theater program adapted to COVID nineteen? So um, we did. We still participated in the NCTC. Uh, it wasn't a competition this year. It was more of a virtual sharing. Uh, and NCTC is the North Carolina Theater Conference. So uh, we did four different plays. Uh, we did them all as Zoom theater, which that was a little, little bit of a learning curve. Um, we, uh, we sort of did a soft launch of a uh, cabaret. Um, we really need to push that a little bit further out. Um, we're currently working on our spring musical, which is going to be filmed and then streamed, but it will be filmed on the stage. Uh, we've done some various different, you know, things where, you know, things were filmed outdoors, things were filmed. So we're, we're trying to figure out different ways to do things, uh, doing things either through like, you know, Zoom or Teams, uh, where that's the setup or where we record in your real life, but then splice it together. Uh, so we record outdoors, we record at a, a park, uh, something like that where you can safely social distance outside or people doing their own individual stuff at their homes, uh, but not like Zoom, but more like almost, if you think about it, like a TV show where the camera's there. So I'd say that we've adapted um, by becoming a little bit more like television, if you will, a little bit more like film in that we're doing more recording in different spaces uh, and especially doing recording and like editing things together so that that way we can do things safely. Um, 
but yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of the big thing is just sort of adapting to the fact that you have to have it recorded so that that way you can stream it out to your audience because we can't have an in-person audience. So it's getting that, that information out there into the world. So I have another question. I want to know this one. What is your favorite memory of like a specific thing that you that's happened at teaching at HRHS? So it could be a show and something that happened in the show, something in class, anything. I mean, you know, I, it's it would be hard to beat getting to state level last year with uh, with the, the three golden hairs at NCTC. It was such a, it's just one of those moments where you're like, yeah, yeah, it's getting that reinforcement. It was awesome because it was also a show that I wrote. So, um, it, and it, I'm a, I, again, as we talked earlier, I'm a puppet guy, but I'm also a mask guy. I make masks. And so, you know, I had made all of the masks in the show. Uh, so it really was, just it was exciting to see that my students had gotten to that level it was exciting to get that reinforcement from a you know a competitive sort of mindset that what i was doing was good um, you know because it, it can be hard sometimes because as an artist working in the the you know education sector you are dealing with a lot of your audience ends up being family and friends, right? And you, there's always that nagging question in your mind is like, is what I'm doing good? Or are families that love these people and me by extension, because my family too, are they telling me it's good? And to go to an impartial area and for them to be like, yes, move on to the next level, you, you're fantastic. That definitely like, it just, it hits a little different, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, getting the confirmation of professionals in the field that don't have any relationship to me, that, uh, that, that my students are amazing, that, you know, I was doing a good job, just that, it, it's, it's hard to beat that. There have been a bunch of really great things. Um, I would say secondary to that would be uh, <laughs> the, the time that uh, the drama club did baby showers um because that was stinking adorable and I, it wasn't expected and it caught me completely off guard and it was more of that idea that really the theater department is a secondary family for me so and it was kind of nice to have my 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 theater family welcome and incorporate and get excited for my my immediate my my blood family as it was no, you're sorry. Fine. I was going to add in. I think it's amazing too that the play, uh, the three golden hairs that moved on to states, <clears throat> excuse me, that I would say what 97% of the cast were seniors that year. So I think, especially with the year they had being class of 2020, I think it's great that they were a part of that because they got to have a good last memory also. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it makes me feel better that several of the people that, you know, I had leaned, lined up to do big roles in The Little Mermaid at least got that moment <laughs> because that was, that was a kick in the teeth because, you know, I don't, I won't say that I favor my seniors necessarily. Like, it, like I, I like to make sure that they're 
are possible roles for all of my different grade levels, but I have seniors that bust their tails, have busted their tails for me for four years. And I like to make sure that they get their moment, right? That there's, I feel like every student that comes into the theater program and works for me and really tries, I wanna make sure that they have that moment on stage. I wanna make sure that they come out of, come out of high school, even if they're, you know, they're not going to ever do anything in theater again. I want them to be able to look back and be like, remember when I was so-and-so on stage? Like, that's important to me that every student that really applies themselves gets. I actually have another question because we have a little bit more time. But um, so what would you say to someone who's like scared to join theater? Like maybe because of social stereotypes that come along with it or just because they're shy and like not very, I don't know the word, but like, they want to do it, but they're just a little bit nervous. Yeah, um, that's actually the first thing that we work on in theater one and theater beginning uh, is building that atmosphere of trust. Um, you know, it's so cliche to say that you're trying to make a safe space, but really, I think any of you that have been in my program, that is exactly what I'm setting out to do. Like, I try to make sure that the theater is a world that you can come in and you can be whoever you are, you can think whatever you think, you can feel whatever you feel. And we accept that, that we are accepting of it and supportive of it because we have to create that space that is comfortable for people. You're, you're asking people to make, play make-believe, right? You're like, okay, everybody come into the classroom and everybody like, let's play dress up and then make-believe on the stage. And we're gonna do it in front of an entire audience is the goal. Like everybody's gonna watch us play dress up and make-believe. So you have to get your class into the place where they feel comfortable being silly with each other, right? So if you are a little shy, if you are a little reserved, uh, if you're worried about, you know, what are other people going to think? Everybody comes into theater feeling that way. Like everybody comes in being like, I have to talk in front of people. That's the number one obstacle that, you know, we face. It's... I, when I was in high school, I used to, you know, shake like a leaf in auditions. I used to get like sick to my stomach and have to run to the bathroom for every show. Like I had terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I had terrible stage fright. Um, and it's just about creating that atmosphere that's accepting, that's welcoming. And uh, just, we, we, don't, we don't throw you into the deep end, right? Uh, the beginning theater class doesn't have a performance requirement. They, uh, they just do stuff in the class with their classmates. Um, and then there are opportunities to start getting involved through the one acts, um, through the 24 hour theater fest, through cabaret. So that, that way you can start getting a little bit deeper into the pool as you get comfortable. And then uh, intermediate theater has a performance requirement but it's all done in class in terms of the rehearsal and it's a one act so you really can you know start to get warmed up a little bit more before you start jumping into like big full plays and if you are like if you get into beginning theater and we're doing improv and we're doing pantomime and we're doing you know monologues and you're like this is not me but i really do really enjoy it there's a tech theater class and the tech theater, there's all, there are all kinds of talent skills in there. There's building, there's painting, there's makeup, there's costuming, there's lights and sound. If you're an organized person 
who can take responsibility. There's stage managers. Um, so there's the great thing is that we work on being a family. We work on being this this group that gels together and is you know accepting. And we also try to figure out your puzzle piece and where it fits in the big puzzle. Like maybe maybe being a lead actor is not where you are. Maybe being a stage manager is where you are. Maybe being a lighting board operator. So that would that would be my my thing is that you know we'll find we'll find where you fit. Okay. Does anybody have any extra questions that we didn't get to that they are just dying to ask, Sully? <laughs> Mine's not necessarily a question, but kind of for anybody listening, complimenting Sully, because I've been in theater my four years of high school. And if you are worried about the trust and what people will think of you, don't, because I honestly debated whether I wanted to go into theater or not. And it was one of the best decisions I made. Um, Sully helps that because he is hands down one of the most amazing accepting teachers ever. And when it comes to trust, he will make you play some crazy trust games. <laughs> I will tell you that for oh sure. I thought I was walking off the stage one time, but everyone, it was safe. Don't worry. I was good. Uh, theater kids, you know what I'm talking about. But Sully is a great teacher, so don't don't hesitate to join theater because it's, it's an amazing experience. I 100% agree with that. Like, one, like he's, you are one of the most, like, one of my most favorite teachers I've ever had. So <laughs> I've bragged about you to so many people, especially my family, too. Aw, thank you. You guys can't see it, but I'm getting a little misty. <laughs> and definitely also getting you outside of your comfort zone too. Like, I mean, I'm already, I guess, an extroverted person, but I mean, of course, my freshman year, I'm like nervous. And then, you know, I get into the NCTC class and I'm like super nervous. And then I play a shrub and I'm like super nervous. And then I'm out, <laughs> getting out of my comfort zone. And now I feel like I could do anything, you know? So like, it's definitely an experience that I would not trade for the world. And I'm very glad I don't have any regrets. So. I totally agree with you, Rachel, because I took it my sophomore year and I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I would like it, but. I ended up really loving it and I had a lot of fun, but then COVID happened. And so then I didn't get to be in the spring play. So that was like, okay, I'm not doing theater anymore, but not because of you. And I was like, so yeah, but he's a great teacher and he's awesome. And he makes sure everybody feels loved and cared for and stuff. So I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Sully. We, I really learned a lot about you and I've had you for four years, so it's great. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, so we'll see you guys next week on RidgeCast. Bye. Thank Bye. you for having me. Bye. Bye.